Welcome to the Regista Report. This week, after months without live sports, the Bundesliga returns to action. But did they deliver on the excitement we craved? Are you a novice Bundesliga viewer? Well, we give you a guide to the Bundesliga if you're an EPL fan. Made in Germany. Although this weekend was a rough weekend for our American stars in the Bundesliga, we discuss why the Bundesliga has become a breeding ground for young American talent. Today is Thursday, May 21st. My name is Ben Fuentes. I'm Joey B. Let's get started, my friend. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling good, Ben. How you feeling? Oh, the anticipation, my friend. The anticipation. It was building up. We finally got live footy to yeah. talk about. Yeah, absolutely, man. It, it felt great having soccer back in our lives, didn't it? Man, it felt like Christmas morning would be a description. <laughs> so, like, I mean, the yeah. anticipation was there. You didn't know what was going to happen. You were excited. What's it going to look like? Right. Are you going to be disappointed? You know? Dude, I really like that analogy because I think although Bundesliga is a popular league, it's probably a league that not a lot of people watch. Only because I feel like the times kind of coincide with the Premier League, which is the bigger league. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I get that. I had that same excitement, man. But uh, we got a great show in store for everyone. Yeah, bro. I'm super excited. You have something for us, right? Yes, yes. So today, of course, and like past weeks, we're kicking off uh, with something you may have missed. So just like in the title, we're going to bring you um, a news reference that uh, really caught in our attention. And uh, I'm going to kick us off with Alexander Song. So Alexander Song, for a little background, uh, he used to play for Arsenal and he came kind of through their youth system and, and ran up through the ranks pretty quickly. Uh, but uh, he was a tremendous player that eventually went on to play for Barcelona. But, uh, you know, as a soccer player, your dream is to play in these big games. Well, not for Alex Song, actually. It was posted this week that his main motivation, main driver, was actually the money he was getting as a professional football. So when he had the opportunity to move to Barcelona, the, the director of football told him, hey, you probably won't play that many games. Um, and his response was, I don't give a fuck. I just want to get paid, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is really like you don't really hear about that that often. And another thing that he went on to say in this article uh, was when he pulled up the training one day, Titi Henry, one of the greatest soccer players of all time, had a really luxurious car. And he said, I want that same car. So he went and got that same car. He could only afford it for two months um, and had to return it. But he was more so attracted to that lifestyle and actually the purity of the game. So I thought that's really interesting that um, a player as talented as he was, his motivation uh, was actually the money, not so much the soccer. So kind of a different perspective on things. Dude, super interesting. Uh, the first thing when, I, when it comes to mind when, when I think Alex Song, when you, when you showed me this article, yeah. was, uh, I mean, the, <laughs> when, when, remember when La, when La Liga was won by, by Barcelona and Carlos Puyol was right. giving the trophy to the cancer-beating Abidal, Amazing but, who de- but who decided to step up in front of him instead <laughs> was Alex Song, thinking that he was handing him the trophy. I was like, oh, my God. I actually but remember yeah. that, yeah. But, yeah, Alex Song, like, uh, what happened to him afterwards? Like, I don't even know. If, is he still – I think he's, he's still young-ish. He's 32, right? So, actually, Ben, it's, it's kind of funny. It ties in right with this article. I forget which club he's playing for, but it's either in uh, Norway or, like, a club in Sweden. But uh, he recently got his contract terminated. And take one guess why, Ben. He didn't accept the pay cut that they're yeah. asking players to take on. Because with COVID, 
So he was like, no, I need my full paycheck, and he was released. So Damn, damn. <laughs> so he's just still an active football player, but certainly okay. not at the same level he was before. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, man. Good story. Good share, homie. Thanks. All right. I'm going to kick it off with mine, which is pretty bizarre. So if you wa- watch the Bundesliga this weekend, and if you were tuning in to Osberg versus Wolfsburg, which, let's be honest, maybe not anybody – did that but (laughs) it was still one of the games that was on this weekend but a bizarre moment from this uh that was leading up to this game was that if you heard the announcers or if you looked for the head coach for osberg hiko herlick well he wasn't there and do you want to know why he was banned from the match for breaking quarantine rules to go and buy a toothpaste so leading up to the game they're supposed to you have like a six day quarantine with your team. So what is unbelievable is that the <laughs> this man just wanted to have fresh breath and he went to go buy toothpaste and also he went to go buy uh, cream for his face. And so he said he was quoted, I made a mistake by leaving the hotel, admitted <laughs> Herlick, who was who he said he went to the uh, he went to the supermarket to buy this toothpaste and cream. In this situation I didn't live up to my position as a role model for my team and the public. And, <laughs> and so it's, it's pretty embarrassing also that this was going to be his first game as a head coach. So tough, tough start for him. <laughs> tough start. But I mean, compared to somebody else, like some of the other players that are making the highlights in the news for breaking quarantine in like a party fashion. I think his was was pretty understandable. He went to get toothpaste. And the the lockdown, it's funny. The lockdown is strict, but, bro, you cannot go outside, man. Stick to the the regime or regiment, yeah. You know what, too? I kind of respect DFL for doing that. Bundesliga for, like, taking this thing seriously. Like, yo, they're not playing around, you know? It's like... uh... Fuck your toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're done. So that was hilarious. That was... Yeah, That was good. Yeah, absolutely. But speaking of the Bundesliga, Ben, you want me to go ahead and get started here? Yes, man. Yes. Give me give me something. So I know a lot of you listeners, you're, you're probably asking yourself uh, about the Bundesliga. And we've broke it down in terms of in, in Premier League. So if you're debating watching the Bundesliga, or you simply love saying the name like me, Bundesliga, you must ask. Say it what- again, Joey. Say it again. Say it again. I just like the way you say it. Oh, Bundesliga. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, so where do you even start with the Bundesliga? Who do you support? What is a Hoffenheim? <laughs> <laughs> is Eintracht Frankfurt a soccer team or a German hot dog manufacturer? <laughs> All relevant thoughts, my friends. If you were nodding your head during any of those questions, you, my friend, are in need of Bundesliga spark notes. So allow me to break it down. If you're a Liverpool supporter, your Bundesliga equivalent is Bayern Munich. You're first place in the league, and you're on course to win another title. You have a rich European history, and you have a red home kit, which is absolutely fire. So if you're a Liverpool supporter, you're now supporting Bayern Munich. Ben, how do you feel about that? Is that, that kind of makes sense, that first one? Yeah, I'll buy it. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Good, good start. Okay. okay. I'm listening. So if you're a Manchester City supporter, your Bundesliga team is RB Leipzig. You're fourth place in the league, but you have money in the bank. So this team is owned by Red Bull, and they have a guaranteed transfer budget. Uh, And it's a chance for you Man City fans to get on the uh, bandwagon before they start winning trophies. 
And they've also advanced in the UCL at the expense of Spurs. So I know Manchester City, they've won the title. They've gotten bored of winning the title in the Premier League, and they set their sights on the Champions League. You can still live out those hopes with RB Leipzig. Interesting now, one. Let me, let, me, let me stop you there for a second, Joey. Sure. I, I like that comparison. It makes sense with the money. Uh, and I've, I've heard, you know, around from, from uh, Bundesliga watchers that in, in, in Germany, the club or the organization is not very well liked because of the money and stuff. But to be honest, too, they're actually doing some things right. They're, not, they're playing by the rules, but they're, they're developing these, these youth guys. And Tyler Adams, an American, is playing for them. So, damn. I can't believe it's they're compared to Man City, but I think I'm kind of digging RB Leipzig, bro. I am too, man. It's really neat, and, and you mentioned it too. Like in, in in the Bundesliga, the shareholders they have to have been following the club for like ten years or something. But somehow Red Bull was able to sneak in and go ahead and get ownership. I'm not really sure how they did it, but they did. Yeah, um, it's very similar to Man City with their um, when they were cooking the books about their uh, their sponsorship. So um, you're on equal ground there. But uh, moving on. If you're a Manchester United fan, your Bundesliga team is Dortmund. They're currently second in the league, uh, but in recent years, they've fallen just short of maybe winning that big, big trophy. Um, and Eric Holland is very similar to Rashford, what he is for Manchester United. So he's, he's sort of the, the German um, striker that's just so hot right now, and he's young mm. and, and gets a lot of attention. So I think Man United will, will feel at home with Dortmund. Mm. Very, yeah, very well-supported team. I approve. I approve. I'm an anxious United <laughs> fan. Yeah, absolutely. There's also we've also been uh, in close connections. We've uh, we've taken Mkhitaryan from Dortmund. When we've also taken sure. Shin- Shinji Kagawa. We both have uh, strong youth uh, developments and a good track yeah. record with developing youth. So yes, I approve. Yeah, and you guys both have like amazing stadiums and atmospheres. Um, so say more good things about Manu, please. <laughs> oh man, I better stop before I make people upset. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but if you're an Arsenal supporter, your Bundesliga team is um, Muchen Gladbach. Muchen Gladbach. That's the best I could do with that pronunciation. You can go. You can just go with Gladbach too. I've been seeing that. It's, Gladbach. It, that's yeah, yeah, much slay. easier. Yeah, Gladbach. Yeah. Um, but they're famous for their attacking style, uh, and they're actually one of the country's most well-known and supported teams. Uh, they've had a really strong European history in the, in the 70s, and Arsenal, a lot of their luxurious history uh, was in the past as well, so some similarities there. Uh, but they're currently third in the league, which I know that's where Arsenal fans dreamed that they were at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're considered strong underdogs, so you can never really count them out, and I think that's sort of the same story as Arsenal. You never know when they're going to put on their performance. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. Yep, and then Chelsea fans. So if you're a Chelsea supporter, your Bundesliga team is Bayern Leverkusen. So they're currently fifth in the league, but they're all, they're kind of known as a plastic club in Germany without traditions or a committed fan base. Um, basically, they got their um, their name and their prestige from a rich pharmaceutical company. Um, that's their sponsor. So they think they're kind of just like a plastic club in that way. Uh, so Chelsea fans, you know where I'm going this. So sort of all the fans came out of the woodwork uh, early 2000s <laughs> when Abramovich took over. So um, they're a team that most fans love to hate, which I think Chelsea fans sort of uh, enjoy. I think that's what they enjoy about their club. So, Dude, I, I love that you did this, Joey. This is, this is perfect. Uh, that's <laughs> – that I've learned a little bit about some of these guys too, and about some of these players, and uh, and I can't wait to share what uh, what we went through this weekend, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. So let's should we kick it off too with uh, our, we're really going to analyze and just talk about 
Dortmund versus Schalke. Uh, that's the, the the main game that that everyone kind of tuned in. It was the first one on the TV screens uh, this past weekend. Yeah, would you, would you say that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're probably Dortmund's probably the most well followed club. I think outside the Bundesliga as uh, as well as Bayern Munich. So yeah, man, and they're an exciting club with a lot of young players, and the team seems just to be revolving door for talent. So yeah. I'm going to leave this uh, a little bit, Joey. Interject whenever you feel like uh, if anything pops in your mind. But sure. I'll, give you, I'll give you my first thoughts, man. So it's, this is the, the Rivera Derby, all right? So BUV versus Schalke. It's, they've had great battles in the past, uh, but this was nowhere near that. It was one-sided from the get-go. So Dortmund looked like they just, just, just haven't missed a beat, but I was so gutted that Reyna didn't start and he was in the lineup so i checked this i checked i woke up you know saturday early morning checked the lineup i see that reina starting i I say i see the tweet from fox sports and i retweeted it and i made sure i double checked and 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 make sure that he was in the lineup so i retweeted it and then the game starts and i'm looking for it i'm like um that's hazard that's not Reyna. <laughs> so, so nothing was said to in the beginning. I missed it, and then I had to go back on Twitter, and it was, it was, it was, it was said that he was injured in the warm-up. So it was tough luck for Reyna, Gio Reyna. We were all looking forward to seeing him play. I blame Fox Sports for, for tweeting that. Um, Fox yeah. Sports, yes, I'm sorry. You, you need to step it up next time. <laughs> but Gio Reyna, too, it was tough luck for him because this was supposed to be his first start at 17 to, to go ahead of Jaden Sancho. You know, yeah, that's Jaden Sancho was on the bench. And so before the lockdown, too, he was supposed to be in the U.S. men's uh, uh, team in, in the March camp and for uh, was, was being called up by Burhalter. Yes. So, so tough luck for Reyna. But from what I'm hearing, Joey, that it's been a, a muscle injury and that he's kind of overcome that already. And he's back in training. So hopefully he'll come back soon. Yeah. And just but, on, the, on that note, uh, Reyna, of course, is an American uh, prospect for our national team. And he's really risen to prominence. Uh, this past season. So like Ben said, we're, we're starting now to get excited about him. And uh, with the Bundesliga kicking back off, we really wanted to see him play. And it was really unfortunate that he got injured in the warm-up. But super exciting talent for the U.S. men's national team. And we kind of hope he emulates what Pulisic did uh, for Dortmund as well. So disappointing to see him not play, but he'll be back, man. He's, he's going to be a great player. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – just, I mean, before we get too much into the game, Joey, let, what did you think about just like the start of of just seeing no fans at the stadiums and just watching like the first couple minutes? Oh man, it was so. The only way I can put it was it, it's weird um, because this is a stadium that normally houses eighty thousand fans on average, and and usually the atmosphere is very similar to Enfield, which is deafening. And then so all you saw was the players. It felt like it, it felt like it was almost like a scrimmage. First, right. like first, like a Bundesliga game, so it was very odd. Ben, what what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it, exactly what you said. I felt like it was like a a, you know, a practice match, or and it didn't feel real. But like, it, and you could you could tell the announcers felt a little bit off too, and maybe some of the the, yeah. the players, like in the first like five minutes, were just kind of getting used to all this. Sure. But I mean, after I just tuned that out and just realized, okay, I, I got over it. Maybe after like the the, yeah. the the ball started to play a little bit more and pay attention to the game, uh, just hearing the ball ping was just so nice to hear. Like it made me want to go outside and ping the ball. Just that you don't hear that too when the crowd is there, right? No, you don't. You don't at all. And you you heard the players shouting too. It just kind of reminded you of like the the purity of football. 
where yeah. like uh, it was almost like a youth game because you could roll up to a game and it's you know there's not many fans you just get to enjoy the games it was really cool actually yeah and the, and you know the German coaches speak in German and yelling instructions in German which was kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> he could have yeah. he could have been saying oh beautiful pass Holland but man he I, I didn't know if he just ripped me a new one or yeah yeah it's absolutely man but yeah it, it was it was definitely it was definitely weird for sure but. Got used to it finally, and then I mean, back to the game. I mean, I was impressed how quickly you know Dorman was able to get on the counter and able to thread the needle and find Hazard and Braun were really my uh, my standout players to to at the first like ten minutes, and then Holland just bullied, yeah, absolutely bullied Sané. So they both played the same formation, three in the back, um, and then uh, it looked like a like a five in the middle and or four in the middle and then three up top for for Dorman. but Holland just absolutely bullied man bullied Sane and this his clinical finish for the first goal just for an 18 year old to have that it's just he's a freak man dude it, it, when I watched it a second time it actually went off like his inside of his calf and it still went top in <laughs> you know like it wasn't even yeah. a pure connection with his foot but like you said his just sense around the goal is unbelievable he just he has such a bright future man um yeah. but you know Shaka actually had a chance very early on and uh, they didn't cap- capitalize. And then right after Dortmund scored, you just felt like Schalke kind of caved in on themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they look rusty. They look rusty. They kinda really did. Kind of what I was expecting, actually, from a lot of the teams and from other the games that I was watching. But, yeah, I mean, they didn't use their five subs that, that, that FIFA has, has, has granted all these teams to, to get five subs. But I don't think even 11 subs was going to change the game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, Chaka, yeah. honestly, at, at points just looked like cones. I think they kind of – I think mentally, after, again, after that first goal went in, I think they just kind of lost the plot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Weston McKinney, he's an American – Yes, he, he plays CDM for Schalke. He's uh, he was their holding mid. I mean, he had he had somewhat of a bad day, but to be honest, I think he was one of the best players on their team. That's something. I mean, I, I don't know how much that that's to say for a team that lost four zero, but yeah, uh, the the passes that he gave away was pretty noticeable. But he did win the ball a lot. I love the way he kind of took charge in the middle. Uh, he put down Holland one time, and I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, dude. No, he didn't. He didn't stick out for the wrong reasons. I think the whole team had a bad game, and he yeah. was. He, he didn't stick out like he had a worse game. But he actually, like you said, he made a solid contribution. So exciting player again, another exciting player for us. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. But uh, who was your man of the match, Joey? Uh, I actually said Rafael Guerrero. Um, he played great, man. He had two goals and he had a spectacular finish for the second one outside the so boot. So sick. Yeah, with you know, it would have been so much easier to use his right foot, but he went outside the boot with the left, and it was it went to the top right hand corner. It was just such a beautiful goal. Um, but he also ran the whole time, and he's one of those players that like he'll always get back and do some of the dirty work, and he doesn't always score goals. But I really thought he just he played so well um, on both sides of the field. So I really respected the game he played, and he was my man of the match. Yeah, it's tough to argue that one. I mean, two goals as a defender. Uh, my man of the match, my man of the match performance, I would say, was uh, Julian Braun. Uh, he was just so exciting to watch. I think he had a role in every goal that Dorman scored. Yeah. The first one I really liked the most, where he flicked it. Uh, I forget to, onto who, but he was given like a bullet of a pass from Peacechip, and he just did this silky flick, and it just like took everybody by surprise from Shaka, and it just broke the whole the whole back line up. Silky player, man. Yeah. So 
When Holland put in the back of the net, though, when I first watched the the goal, I thought it was Holland who played the flick, and I was like, "Dude, did he just flick that and get win up?" And because they're both blonde haired and yeah. both had like pink boots, so uh, that was that was pretty funny when I first watched that 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 highlight. But yeah, Julian Braun, man, he he's he's a, he's a player to watch. Silky. He's he's young German, so they have a list of stars. Yeah, anything else that uh, spoke out to you about? seeing the fans, the situation with the game. Did you see the Holland interview after the game? Yeah, I did. And I think it's, it's, it's getting a lot of negative press, and I'm not sure why. But I have to say, in that interview, Holland, it, he was kind of always playing it coy. Like, he kind of – his responses weren't immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found it really interesting. I almost felt like he was hiding something. But it was almost like a sarcastic tone to it, kind of something like Slatan would approach if he was pissed off. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of, yeah, it was odd to me, man. You think he'd be more happy, but uh, it was really interesting. Yeah, I didn't understand why people were getting so upset with that. I mean, I feel like the media was trying to vilify him. Yeah. But, there's a, but here's another question, Joe. Did you watch the minute-long interview, or did you watch the 30-second interview? I saw the 30-second one, man. So, so, yeah, that's what's been, been played. If you go back and look and search for the whole interview for a minute, the minute and a half-long, I think, interview – um, he actually in the first like 30 or first minute, like he's actually answering and giving more detailed questions. But I think towards the end, dude, I think he just got bored, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it could have been that or like, I don't know. It just had like an awkward, really awkward vibe to it. As if like he knew the journalist had written something negative about him in the past and didn't really want to answer him. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, like you, you said, man, I think they're making way too much of it, man, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not lacking confidence. No, man. He's awesome. Uh, we're going to move on and just quickly touch on just other games that, that were going on. I mean, there was, there was a ton of games that was out this weekend. But uh, the two ones that I just want to touch on really briefly before we get on to our next segment is that I want to say is uh, don't sleep on Gladbach. They were in, like, as Joey was saying, they're entertaining to watch. They play this quick style of football. Uh, they won their game this past weekend, 3-1. to one. That moves them up the table ahead of RB Leipzig. Now, RB Leipzig tied 1-1 this past weekend, so they did have a bit of a blip. They're seven points behind now. Uh, so Gladbach is in the hunt, but they're, they're, they're still six points behind. Dorman is four points behind because Bayern took care of business this weekend. Yep. They, they looked dominant playing against uh, Union Berlin. I thought they were playing in a US, USL stadium when I first watched the game. Union Berlin stadium is pretty tiny, but... No, yeah. disres- no disrespect. No disrespect. I bet their fans, I mean, would have taken them to a whole other level without fans. It's just, it, ma- it makes a difference for, for a smaller team side. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so my man of the match for that game was uh, Joshua Kimmich. I thought he was amazing. He had controlled the tempo. He gave a beautiful assist for the corner. And he's just a work engine, smart on the ball, and lovely to watch that dude. Yeah, he is. He's, uh, they've called him the next Philip Loms, and I think he's going to live up to that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Alfonso Davies put in a good performance. What do you think about him, man? Do you, how close is he to, uh, to becoming the best left back in the world? Huh? What do you so, think? He, Ben, this guy is so cool because he started his career in the MLS with Vancouver Whitecaps, and the yes. Bayern Munich got him for chump change. And he's so, is he going to be one of the best left backs in the world? I think he has the potential for that because he has all the right attributes. I mean, he's fast as lightning. Um, he's a smart player. He's very humble. If you ever hear him uh, do an interview, you should listen to the way he answers the questions because he, he's very down to earth. And I think that's sort of the recipe for, for a world-class player. But he's an exciting player, man, that I want to see him do well. And it sucks that he's actually plays for Canada and not the <laughs> United States, but he's a cool guy, man. 
Yeah, yeah, I still have that love that he played for the MLS, even though he's Canadian. Uh, yeah. Even still, if he's Canadian, he's close to us. Check out his highlights, too, if you haven't. He scored some great goals as a yeah. left. Yeah, and now he's a defensive player, but he's, he's got it all, man. Yeah, and, and Lewandowski scored a penalty, um, and so he's upping his goal tally this, uh, this season. But do you think he's the best number nine in the world right now, man? I do, man. He's in the prime of his career, and he does nothing but score goals. And I can't think of another forward that I would pick over him in that number nine position. Clinical finisher, works hard for the team, and he's just the top lad. Yeah, do you want me to give you a list of what he said are his best uh, top five right now in Nocor and Erdert? Uh, his top five players in the world? What? No, top five, number nine. So he was asked by oh, – okay. yeah, he was, he was asked by Oh My Goal. Uh, it's a, a YouTube channel, but they're they're a little small little reporting group. Yeah, he was asked what who who do you think the best number nines out in the world? So I'd love she, to hear his list. Yeah, Ben. All right, so the surprising one on this list is Timo Werner. Ooh, he says that he, he's the only one that can match up to what 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 he's doing right now in the Bundesliga. Uh, he put Sergio Aguero on his list. He put uh, oh yeah yeah he he put Aguero on the list, and he put Mbappe on the list. Which he plays the number nine, but he he's been he's been playing yeah. out on the left winger. So he, he's I'll he's give a him, winger right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, I think the, the two that you're gonna like next, Joey, is he played Suarez and then he put uh, Kareem Benzema. Both of yeah. those two saying that they are just the total package. Yeah, I agree. No, I love Kareem Benzema. Elgato plays for Real Madrid, which is my favorite team. Um, but Suarez just coming back from injury. You know, the question was phrased right now, you know, um, in current form. But Lewandowski, Klasak, all those other strikers too, man. Um, but uh, most exciting on that list, I have to say, is Kylian Mbappe. What a player. What a, yeah. what a great young player. Um, Joey, is there anything you want to add to the Bundesliga wrap-up? I feel like we covered it pretty quickly, but we, we gave a good summary. We gave the yes. spark notes. Um, so I do have one question for you, Vinny. Yeah, good. Based on what you saw this weekend, mm-hmm. do you think the Bundesliga can retain their new viewers? Or do you think fans are simply desperate for football and will watch anything to quench their thirst for the game? It's an excellent question, Joey. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't think the Bundesliga cares. <laughs> <laughs> because, sorry, sorry, because they're, they're, they're finally getting their game started and they've been so focused on the logistics of getting this done uh-huh. that they're, they're not they're they're hopefully they're i think they're going to let football speak for itself uh and i mean to get to honestly what small simple things that they could do i mean obviously without having fans there somehow get the fans involved either showing like fan cams uh for people show like what they're what you know fan cams watching the game there's a bunch of people who live stream they're watching you know yeah. Bundesliga like games or in the premier league they do that a lot too so somehow maybe get them involved and like get a get a montage of celebrations going and then uh, show it to the show it at the stadiums. I don't know. It's something small. I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about the like adding in crowd noise during the games because like I, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that. But, yeah, it, it just I think come across as fake just because there's no yeah. one there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, I don't want to yeah. be you know I don't want to I don't want that kind of fake noise out there. Just I, I'll put more mics. Around the pitch, let me hear the players talk and scream to each other. Yeah, I would. I would love to hear that. I love to hear the coaches more. I love to hear the refs more. Make yeah. me make me feel like I'm it, at the stadium somehow more. I don't know. That's one thing I would say to to, sure. to the Bundesliga. But I, I really don't think they 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 have too much worries. I mean, they're monopolizing the the. Yeah, it's a Bundesliga <laughs> monopoly, one hundred percent. But I, I think I think they do care. 
in the in the fact that uh, in the future they'll they'll want to have like more viewers for their league, uh, more people tuning in. But like you said, I don't think it's it's an immediate goal of theirs. Uh, but I think in the future, when the Premier League is back on on the air as well, I think whereas before some people might just turn off their TV after they catch that Liverpool game, and now I think you might see. If there's a Bundesliga game at one, I think people might stick around for that, whereas in the past they may have not, yeah. uh, just because it is a monopoly. But uh, it's very cool right now. They get to showcase their league when no one else does, and that's that's great for business. So, yeah, we'll see how it all pans out for sure. Yeah, yeah, good point, Joey. And uh, another thing that excites me is just the, the, how many Americans too are in the, in the league. Yeah, no, that's really neat. Um, and I think, Ben, that, that has to be, I think, the most logical destination for most American players, right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, let, me, let me pitch you in here this, this article that I, that I, that I want to sure. throw at you. This is what's getting me hyped for the Bundesliga, man. Okay. Is how many Americans are actually in Tier 1 and in Tier 2. So I'm going to reference the article really quick. It's, it was first done by Bleacher Report. And the writer of the article is... Tom Williams, and it reads, Made in Germany, Why the Bundesliga Became a Breeding Ground for American Soccer. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if you knew, but within Tier 1 and Tier 2 of the Bundesliga, there's over 30 Americans playing in the league. That's the most out of all the top five leagues. Damn. And... And so my, my question was like all, before all this looking looking at this was like why why Germany right why is why is the Bundesliga um, honing in these American stars and so one of the, there's there's a couple logistical reasons which is pretty interesting and I think you have some stuff to say about that man is the work permit restrictions are way easier to get in Germany yeah. so so coming into like the Premier League or in the French league there's there's a there's been a bunch of cases where Americans have, or even other other countries outside of um, of Europe have tried to get work permits in those leagues, and they just found too many loops, too many hoops to jump through, and right. so loops and hoops, loops and hoops. <laughs> but no, one example comes to mind is uh, Bobby Convey failed to get a work permit through Tottenham Hotspur as he was so close to getting that deal through. But yeah, man, a work permit deal that that just went sour there. And um, Joey, I think you got another example, right? But uh, no, that I mean, we're so we're talking about DC United, and actually, uh, B, uh, Ben and I both played on the youth team, and one of our teammates at the time was Bill Hamid, uh, which of course is now the first team keeper for DC United. And he mentioned the how difficult it is to get a work permit when you're American going overseas. Um, well, at the time, I, me and Bill were driving down um, to a tournament in Richmond. And he was telling me that he had an opportunity to sign uh, for Celtic in the Scottish Premier League. But ultimately, that deal, and this is when we were very young, I want to say around 16, um, well, actually probably around 18. But at the time, it didn't go through because he didn't have enough national caps for, for the U.S. national team. And that's the first team, not even the youth team. Um, so that, that's what he had to do just to go and play for Celtic. In Germany, it's a lot easier. You don't have to have, you know, first team caps. They make it really movable for our players. And I think like Ben's sort of hitting that. That's why we're having so much success in Germany. Dude, that's a wild story with Bill Hamid. I didn't know that one. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to get him on the show eventually, man. Give, give us the full story on that. I'm sure he's got more to say. Yeah, dude. 
Sir Bill Hamid. Yeah. By the, by the way, just another tidbit. He was maybe six foot, and he used to be chunky when we played the United <laughs> team. Now he's fit as a fiddle. But I just, I'm sorry, Bill. I had to mention that. That you know, if you're out there and you haven't grown yet, you still have hope, my friend. <laughs> Dude, I also think he grew like yeah. an extra like five inches too after he did. He shot up. But <laughs> yeah, after 16, it was it was yeah. amazing. His talent was always there, but yeah, yes, he, always. There. He he just really grew into himself. Yeah, yeah. So another interesting logistical reason why. Americans are, are heading to Germany is that the, the European nation uh, player ratio requirements for the top five leagues is less. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you know that like, you know, in England, they're supposed to have a certain number of English players playing for each team. So it's much, and it's also the same can go for European players. So they're supposed to have a certain number of European players. So um, in Germany, it's a lot less. So that's why you see a lot of Americans playing there. So that that's, that's Very a, cool. That's another reason why why they go there. So that's those two logistical reasons I found was pretty interesting. That's huge, man. That's huge. That is huge. And the other thing is too is like the germ the German Bundesliga is known for just playing their their uh, their youth players. You know they yes they're not afraid to play them. If you're 19. If you think you're going to make get minutes, you're actually going to start. You have very high potential to start. Yeah, I and, agree with that. Yeah. And so it's it's good for these young guys to head there. But another quote that I want to say that that what ties the uh, American mentality with the German mentality, which was one of the things that um, legend Lothar Matthäus said in this article, was that dude Ben, beautiful pronunciation. Wow. Oh, gracias. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. This is what he said. We are happy we have these young American players in the Bundesliga. They're excellent players. They have everything we like to see in Germany. And those, those qualities are the German soccer culture is playing with high pace and quick attacking soccer. You know? And so Chirundolo, who's another le- um, um, legend for the American national team, he went on and he, he played his years in there too. And as he talked about Weston McKinney, if you look at players like Weston McKinney, who comes from a strong of late, they've labeled him as a mentality monster. You can see from the American perspective of this is that USA, USA, USA. (laughs) America. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, we got distracted. Carry on. But you can see this from the American perspective. It's like we are hard workers, you know? Yeah. We we play and we do, uh, we have that winning mentality. And this is um, something that coaches, not just German coaches, but just soccer coaches want to see in their players. So someone like a, you know, Weston McKinney, who's going to be this type of uh, ball winner, destroyer in the midfield, you need players like that to let your, you know, Julian Bronze to let your Torgan Hazards do what they need to do. Let them, let their flair show in their games, but you need these type of players. And so uh, my question for you, Joey, from hearing just this, uh, info on the Americans in uh, the Bundesliga from the current U S roster. Um, what are some of the, what, what's the player that stands out to you the most in the Bundesliga? Do you want me to name like all the list of them for you or just kind of, you, or do you, I think you already have one in your mindset, right? I, I have my answer. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you touched on him earlier, but it is Claudia rain or excuse me, Claudia Reina's kid, Reina, <laughs> captain America, Reina, Reina, man. Um, so he's he's playing for one of the best teams in the Bundesliga, and he's you mentioned it before. He he would normally get the start, 
before Hazard, and that's Eden Hazard's brother. So for me, he's so exciting. And if he can sort of emulate what Pulisic uh, did there and kind of further his career that way, I think, I mean, having him and Pulisic, you know, dominating on two big European clubs, playing for the U.S. national team, that gets me excited. Um, And we talked about all the barriers to entry with some of the other leagues, and I think it's – I think it's really cool what, what he's doing over there, what he can accomplish, Ben. He's playing in the Champions League. How, I mean, that's awesome. That's where we need our American players, playing the best competition, club competition in the world. So, I mean, he excites me the most. Yeah, he, he seems like he's got a ton of flair. He's still 17. Full is, of talent. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see him. But the, the one that stands out to me the most um, out of these, this long list, so I'm going to name some of them. Is sure. John Brooks? We've mentioned already yep. Weston McKinney, but John Brooks, uh, if you remember his goal from Ghana uh, yep. in that in that game winning goal, he's uh, playing his uh, football right now at uh, um, Wolfsburg. He's a big guy, man. Yes, we need talented center backs, and we need them yeah. to to stay consistent. And like Zach Steffen, who's a goalie for um, Dusseldorf. So we need Zach Steffen to, to keep playing his way into the team. Um, uh, Josh Sargent is young. He's not getting as much playing time, but he's on um, um, Werder Bremen. And, but the one that I want to highlight to you is Tyler Adams. Now, I have yet to see a full game. He played 70 minutes this past weekend. He's been injury prone. He's 21 years old. He came up through the uh, Red Bull Academy and played for the New York Red Bulls. And then he went on to sign for RB Leipzig. And so he's a CDM and he plays a six role, but he's been kind of been moved to the right back and uses a right winger for RB Leipzig. So he is one to watch. Uh, he's, a, he's in a position that I think as the U.S. team grows, they, they need to strengthen in that midfield. Like, Oh, my gosh, we need midfielders more than any other position. Yes. And so we need guys like Tyler Adams. We need guys like Weston McKinney to be the backbone of our team. 100%. So he's one to watch for me, man. He's, he's one excited player that I, that I want to see play. But another question. Great shout. Thanks, man. And he seems like a top lad, too. I've, I've, I've listened to some of his interviews. He seems very confident in his abilities. And uh, he's, he's a good guy, seems like. But let me ask you this, Joe. Uh, what's your take on just Americans leaving and, you know, trying to test themselves in Europe versus trying to make it out in the MLS first? What do you think? I, th- I think it's the step they have to take. And I think Jurgen Klinsmann hit, uh, hinted on it as, as well. But it's important that these players play overseas because that's where the best competition is. No. So, so for us to get better, we have to sort of make our presence known in those leagues. And we're starting to do that in the Bundesliga. I love the MLS and it's become very like entertaining to watch. Um, and that's our league. And it's just not quite at the level um, that – and you look at other countries too, like Portugal. A lot of these players, once they get you know, well-known, they leave their country. So I think that's a natural step for us as well to play in these top leagues. So I think – I love it. I, I think it makes us better. And I think, uh, I think we need it if we're going to succeed on the national stage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if you're a young American talent and you're consistently starting in the MLS – and you you really don't have to prove yourself anymore at that spot. You know, you're pretty much the first name on the team sheet versus going out and testing yourselves in Europe. And then you have to fight for your spot. You know, you got yeah. you got to you got to test those limits. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. hundred percent. 
I think that wraps up our talk. Is there anything else that you wanted to to ask me or anything else that you thought about this weekend? Any any plugs or any shout outs that you want to give? Yeah, definitely. Guys, so thanks so much for listening. Uh, we're going to have a great show for you next Thursday. Um, and you can actually find us. We're, we're now on Facebook. So all you have to do is search for the Regista Report. That's spelled R-E-G-I-S-T-A Report. Uh, we're also on Twitter. You can find us at, at Report Regista. And uh, take a look at us on Instagram, too. We're Regista underscore Report. So, guys, please reach out. Um, we'd love to have you as fans and uh, you can sort of get uh, new information about the show via those uh, outlets. Perfect, man. Thanks for the shout out. Hey, I want to shout out one Twitter handle. It's called Boondi Americans. I've gotten a lot of info from them for the Americans and the Bundesliga too. Just uh, giving them a quick shout out. But yeah, we should be on Apple Podcasts very soon. But Spotify is our... Our, our main pool and plug right now but and it's free spotify is free so don't hesitate to download <laughs> <laughs> good shout good shout good mention my man yeah we'll, we'll we'll see you guys all next week yes thanks for listening to the podcast thank you everybody